Next, the golden days of radio. Mr. Allen! Well, of all people, Portland. The theater is always reviving old plays. That's true. Don't they ever revive old radio programs? The only one that listens to our program is Frank Brzee. It isn't Gabriel Heater, kiddies. <laughs> the makers of Tenderleaf Tea and Blue Bonnet Margarine present the Fred Allen Show with Fred's guests, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Portland Hoffa, Minerva Pius as Mrs. Nussbaum, the Tenderleaf Workshop Players, the DeMarco Sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And if anybody cares who I am, my name is Kenny Delmar. Ladies and gentlemen, since the war ended, we've all been waiting for the return of the things we've missed. Mm -hmm. Tonight, we bring you one of the things nobody's missed, and here he is, Fred Allen. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Kenny, I've been away from radio quite a long time. I guess everything has changed. No, Fred, uh, things in radio are about the same. Oh, really? About the same? Have they found out who the mystery chef is yet? <laughs> no. They haven't? How about one man's family? Have there been any uh, additions to one? No, Fred. What about Portia? Has uh, she turned around yet? <laughs> no, Portia is still facing life. In a rut, huh? Say, tell me, Kenny, is that, <laughs> is that old gentleman still on the air every week? You know the old fellow with the... Oh, uh... you mean uh, just plain Bill? No, Bill wasn't his name. Hmm. A Pa Perkins? No, not Pa Perkins. Singing Sam? No, not singing Sam. You're warm, though. This old guy, this old guy had a valet named Manchester or Portchester. <laughs> been away so long. Oh, you mean Jack Benny. Jack Benny, the octogenarian. <laughs> and how he can play it. He's the guy. <laughs> is he Is he still on the oh, air? Oh, yes. Jack's still broadcasting for Lucky Strikes. Really? It's remarkable what those one-a-day vitamins can do. <laughs> a guy his age, yeah, after well, all. Well, is Jack old? Is he old? A friend of mine saw Mr. Benny in swimming this summer. He thought that Benny was wearing a blue corduroy suit. And it, uh, it wasn't a blue corduroy suit. No. <laughs> Benny is so old now, his veins are outside of his skin. <laughs> his face has more wrinkles than a seersucker suit on the closing day of a revival. <laughs> Almost didn't get that out. Well, if he, gets, if he really... Gosh, Portland, how did you... I heard you singing as the program opened. Awfully good. How did you... How did you sense I was back on the air again? Mama heard a rumor. You know how fast bad news travels. Oh, yes. General Patton told me. <laughs> What's, uh, 
any minute we'll be leaving now for Allen's Alley. Oh, what is your question tonight? Well, one of the greatest problems facing the country today, of course, is housing. Here in New York City, thousands of people are looking for places to live. And so our question is, how is the housing shortage affecting you? Shall we go? As one B-29 said to the other, let's take off. <laughs> Ah, Portland, it sure is good to be back down here in Allen's Alley. I wonder if the same people still live here. Well, there's only one way to find out. I'll knock at this first door again. Somebody, I say, somebody knocked. <laughs> uh, who was it? Uh, pardon me, mister. Senator Claghorn's the name. Claghorn, that is. Senator Claghorn? Uh, I'm from the South, or the Deep South. From way down south, huh? uh, Yeah, I'm so far down south that my family is treading water in the Gulf Stream. <laughs> hey, that is south, isn't it? Yeah, where I live, we call the people from Alabama Yankees. <laughs> well, I don't uh, know... don't butt in when a body's talking, son. Try listening. <laughs> Say, try listening. You're bound to learn something. Well, look, Senator... Anything I'll... gets me down, it's two people trying to talk at the same time. Well, I know, but... I got the floor, son. Don't try no filibuster. <laughs> now, look, Senator, what about the housing shortage down there in Washington? I stop at a hotel. Oh, you actually have a room? What room? You mean, uh... For $20 a day, they give me a chair in the lobby and a sleeping pill. <laughs> pill, that is. <laughs> What is the housing problem coming to, Senator? Uh, there's only, I say, there's only one solution. And that is? Close up the OPA. Well, what will happen if we close the OPA? There'll be millions of ceilings left over. Yes. You put four walls under them ceilings, you got houses. So long, son. So long, that is. <laughs> You know, I think the senator's got something there. Got something there. <laughs> I, uh, I wonder what a knock at this next door will bring. Howdy, bub. Oh. <laughs> You're, uh... Titus Moody's my name. Titus Moody? Moody by name, Moody by nature. Well... <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Moody, has the housing shortage bothered you any? Yeah, that's why I had to leave the farm, Bob. Really? Yeah. The land was so poor, you'd have to use 20 sacks of fertilizer to raise a tune on it. <laughs> Gosh. Cows were so weak, they used to travel in pairs. The cows had to travel in pairs? Yeah. Took two cows to pull up a blade of grass. <laughs> The uh, land was dry, was it? Dry? I didn't see no water for 20 years. 20 years? One day it rained. Yes? When the first drop of water hit me, I fainted. Yes? Yeah, they had to throw two buckets of dust in my face to bring me to. <laughs> Gosh, uh, how, did you, uh, how did you cope with the housing problem, Titus? Why, I ordered one of them two-room houses from Sears Roebuck. But it didn't help. You mean when Sears Roebuck delivered the two rooms? Sears, two room was, house? Sears was living in the front room and Roebuck was living in the back. <laughs> Go on, Bob. Well, if I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
If farmers can't find houses, I guess traveling salesmen will just have to keep on traveling. And that brings us to another door. No. Oh, Mrs. Nussbaum. You were expecting maybe Emperor Shapiro Hito? <laughs> Tell me, Mrs. Nussbaum, how do you... How do you feel about the housing shortage? Thanks to the housing shortage, today, Pansy Nussbaum is enjoying connubial bliss, if you... <laughs> pardon the expression. Yes, about... <laughs> well, what happened? What happened, Mrs. Ann? Is flocking to my house relatives. Relatives? Blood relatives. Relatives without blood. <laughs> Say, you must have a full house. Full. And the couch is sleeping two Rappaports, cousins. Uh-huh. And the dining room table is sleeping four Weinsteins. All four of them on one table? They are half-brothers. It is making only two. Oh, well. <laughs> I see. In the bathtub is sleeping Ben Schwartz, an uncle. Mm-hmm. And top Uncle Ben is the little Pinker's boy. <laughs> He's floating on the water. Oh. <laughs> the pinkest uh, boy is a good swimmer? A human sturgeon. Oh, really? <laughs> well, tell me, Mrs. Nussbaum, with all your relatives jamming the house, didn't your husband get mad? Mad? One morning, Pierre is putting on his beret. <laughs> he is taking his Molly Pecan records. Took his pecan records with him, huh? And he is stamping out. Your husband left you? For two weeks, I am a widow. Well, what happened? One night is coming on the door and knocking. Pit a pat, pit a pat. Pit a pat. <laughs> Your husband? Mine, Pierre is back. Oh, it was true love. Pierre couldn't live without you. Love, schmuck. Pierre couldn't find a room. <laughs> Well, here we are near the end of the alley. I wonder who lives here.
Russell with us tomorrow. And what time? Yeah, you'll be at Annabelle's at 11. I'll phone there. Okay, Annabelle's at 11. I'll be there. Now, we got a good deal, boys. An awful good deal. Now, let's see if I can win one of these games for myself. Robbery squad, Sergeant Rickard. Hello, Rick. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Wally must have lifted himself a Chevy coach. I saw him on the corner of Grand and Locust. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Looks for sure like he's in a deal now. Yeah? Where'd he park this car? In a public garage on Market Street. On Market Street near the civil courts. Okay, Johnny. Stick around there. I'll be right out. You think I ought to have one of the boys stay behind, Wally? No, that won't be necessary. He's going to use that car if they pull anything. That's all we have to watch the car. I'll be right there. I've got no tricks. What do you want? 200 again? The answer's still no. Nah, I don't want you 200. Just fix me a chocolate mullet. Chocolate mullet with vanilla or chocolate mullet with chocolate? With vanilla. Chocolate mullet with vanilla. How come yesterday you wanted 200? Today you don't. Beginning to get insulted. My connections came through, Annabelle. You would take my advice, which you won't. You wouldn't go looking for trouble. I'm not looking for trouble. Who needs trouble? Oh, every time I got a call. I'll get it, Annabelle. Why should you get it? Is it your store? I'm expecting a call. I'll answer. Uh, go on, then. I'll answer before they hang up. Yeah. And don't give my phone number to any more Toms and Dicks. What do you think this is? Hello? Wally? Yeah, this is Wally. Red. Max says we do it today, 3 o'clock. Okay, I'm ready. Got the car okay? Yeah, Chevy, just a ticket. I got a park in the garage on Market Street. I can pick you two up about 2.30. Now, Max says no. Max says for you to drive downtown yourself, park the car in Del Mar near the building. We'll see you there. Okay. It will take care of the hardware. Just bring the car and yourself. I got you. So long. All right, step lively, boys. We go in, we get in, we get out. Waste no time. You said red. I'm set. Wally? I'm set. Okay, each of you handle your man. I'll clean the ball. Keep your eyes open. This is the place, boys. Looks nice. Yeah. Hello there. Well, how are you today? Hmm? Fine. I uh, think I'll take that watch I was looking at. Oh, yes, sir. Well, that's a fine watch. I brought my friends over to see it. All right. Here we are. Solid gold case, 21 jewel Swiss movement, and a beauty on a bargain. How do you like it? Yeah, it's well. I kind of like one myself. I can show you something similar? Uh, some other time. i tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to put a deposit on it and pick it up next Monday. I'm uh, kind of short. Uh, how much of a deposit did you have in mind? Oh, say, $25? Well, I think that'd be all right. Let me check with the boss. Uh, Mr. Burgess. Uh, Some watch, all right. Yes. Uh, front, please, Mr. Burgess. All right. Watch is guaranteed, isn't it? Absolutely guaranteed. If anything goes wrong with it, just bring it in. But you must remember, a fine watch is a delicate piece of machinery. Yeah, I know. Yes. <clears throat> May I help you? Uh, Mr. Burgess, this gentleman would like to leave a $25 deposit on the watch and pick it up on Monday. How do you do? Hello. Hi, nice place you got here. Thanks. Well, I think that'll be perfectly all right. All we have to okay. do is... Okay. Do as you're told and you won't get hurt. Well, please, what's that? Quiet stand still. All right. Lock the door. Yeah, I got you. Go on around, boys. Keep them covered. Yeah, so. come on. Now, just don't try to be heroes and you won't get hurt. All we want... Hey, you. Me? You, move away from there. Yes, all right. Hey, boss. Come here and have a look. 
What's the trouble? We gotta move. There's a bug right under the counter. This guy was standing not six inches from it. You? Oh, no. Not me. Go on, you. Move over there. All right. I'm moving. You. Did you hit the alarm button? Oh, I know. I didn't touch it. You sure? I'm positive. I sure had his chance. Now, tell me the truth. If any cops come storming in here, I'm gonna kill you, I swear. Did you hit that bug? No, I didn't. Okay, you're smart. All right, boys. Get him tied up. By the time you finish, I'll have the vault clean. Covered a lot of blocks, Rick. Don't look good to me. Well, we take one more turn around it. Wait a minute. What? There's a Chevy parked up there. Where? Next to the alley. That's the baby. Nobody with it, huh? It must be inside someplace. Hold it, hold, hold it. That's it. Let's go. And the jewelry office, third floor, tower building. That's in the middle of the block. Let's get them. How you doing, boys? I'll be tied in a minute. I don't know what you fellas expect to Shut get. up. Make it good and tight. Yeah. Hey, look, there's cops coming in the hall. Why, you, you hit that bug, didn't you? Please, get up. Here they come. Get up. Go on, get up. All right. Open up there. Yell to him. You hit the alarm by mistake. We're police officers, open up. Tell them what customers. Tell them it was a mistake. Kick it in. Hey, they're breaking in. Watch it. The lock. Get the lock, Sergeant. Get your hands up, coppers, or I'll kill this guy. No, don't. Stop those guns, police officers. Get them, Sergeant. Let go of me. Give me that gun. Let me go, copper. Oh, get your hands up. Okay, don't shoot. Get those hands up. All right, don't shoot. Get them up. You, turn that man loose. I'll kill him. No. Let him go. All right, take it easy. You all right, mister? Yes. Yes, I think so. Jack is tied up over there. Go look after him. Yes, I'd better. It's all right, Jack. It's all right. Are any of you bums hurt? They all look okay to me, Rick. Now sit down there, all of you. Listen. He said sit down. What a mess. I don't cry. Won't do you any good, Wally. Sure, plenty of truth in that. Now we're going to take a little inventory. Let's see what we got here. They're not such a tough-looking bunch, are they, Rick? No, not now, they're not. Take their guns away, and they're just a bunch of crumbs. Just plain crumbs. Well, that, gangbusters listeners, was how this gang of hold-up artists and killers was captured in the act of committing a robbery after a terrific struggle and gun battle. All were tried in the circuit court at St. Louis, Missouri, and convicted. They are now in the Missouri State Penitentiary at Jefferson City in execution of their sentences. Thank you, Circuit Attorney Edward L. Dowd of St. Louis, Missouri. Tonight's Gangbusters case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by Leonard L. Bass, with Mason Adams, Amzie Strickland, and Eric Dressler in leading roles. The entire production was supervised for CBS Radio by John Ives, Gaylord Avery speaking. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.